drink the Kool-Aid. Thank you for tuning into Cold Podcast. I'm Paige Wesley. And I'm Vengeance. <laughs> <laughs> and with us, we have the night. Yay! <laughs> we, I'm sorry. We were, just before we started recording, talking about how much I love the Batman and also how much I hate the Batman. It's a... <laughs> It's a good movie that I enjoy. Paige hasn't seen it, so don't worry. This is not an episode about the Batman. No, yeah. Paige, uh, Paige was presented with an opportunity to potentially see it, saw that the lines were very long and most tickets were sold out, and then instead talked the person I was with into going to visit Unarius. So I'll talk about that. Yeah, yeah. So you were in San Diego, California. I was in San Diego, California. United States of America. Correct. The planet of Earth in yes. the Milky Way. In the yes. Milky Way. I was trying to remember the name of our solar system and I can't. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's like uh the Snickers system or something. Uh yeah, the I'm I mean my brain wants to say Willennium and I know that's wrong. <laughs> in the Willow Smith solar system <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah um yeah but you were in san diego you were doing san some diego. shows uh so and... i was in san diego doing some shows and we recorded the morning after i had done a bunch of shows mm-hmm. where i recorded like a back episode of horror virgin that morning and then we recorded cult podcast right after and then that day I went out and I knew that I was going to go back to Yellow Deli the next day. But for that day, we were going to go see Batman. And I don't know if you remember, but I was on the on our call and I was like, I have a heart out to go see Batman. Mm-hmm. We did not buy tickets ahead of time because we're dumb. And we were thinking that it was still the pandemic and that wouldn't be a problem. And so we roll up to Fashion Valley Mall and there's like a line out the mall, like to get into the parking lot even. And we were like. Let's just go to Chili's and eat until we have like hardcore farts and then let's pick something else to do. So we go to Chili's, eat till we can't eat anymore. I want to eat. I want I want to go to a, I want to go to Chili's and eat till my butthole sounds like their fajita plate coming let's out. Let's do it, dude. Like when you want to go see Batman next week, let's go to Chili's first <laughs> and then go see Batman. Oh um, my god. So we we go to Chili's and we're like, we're not going to make it to see Batman today. And my friend Alan, who was with me, he was like, well, what do you want to do? Because we have like all day until we had to be at the comedy club that night. And I was like, how weird do you want to get? And he was like, as weird as you want. Like, let's do this. <laughs> so we drove 15 minutes to El Cajon, California, mm-hmm. where we visited the Unarius Academy of the Sciences. <laughs> Um, so it's academy and sciences in heavy quotation marks, by the way. Heavy. Um, and I wasn't really fully sure what to expect because I was like, I don't know how they're going to feel about people just like rolling up as if it's a tourist attraction. Mm-hmm. Um, but like, we'll see. They're open to the public. So like, we'll see what's up. So we go in. And first of all, we're met by the two women who are working there for that day, or I guess three, but the two main ones that were working there for that day who are in the documentary that we used as a source for our episode. Whoa. So it was like meeting celebrities. Um, and we, I kind of, I wanted to be respectful. And so I was like, Hey, 
uh, is there anything we can't see, can't touch, can't look at? Please just let us know. You know, do you have any guidelines for cameras? Like, can we take pictures? And she was like, you can absolutely take pictures. Do you want to tour one of the other rooms? And I was like, oh, I didn't know there were more rooms. Let's go. So she took us through the room where, if you've seen the documentary, it's where they go over their written descriptions of their past lives. Mm-hmm. And it's painted kind of like an Acropolis, like a like a Greek building. And she took us through, like, each student painted their own panel, and then they collaborated together to paint, like, the wall. And it was, like, super cool and, like, w- like very pretty, where we were yeah. like, this is oddly beautiful. And it's very peaceful there. Uh, they took us through, they have all of Uriel's crowns, and they have all of her outfits. And they don't have all of them out, because a bunch of them were on loan to a museum. Okay. Um, but both of the women... <laughs> have worn them they're like we tend to wear her outfits for celebrations like as a way of like remembering her and i was like that's cool they had one of the saucers that was mounted on top of the cars uh they have a bunch of paintings of her as her past lives uh and then paintings of the stacked saucers that will form the university and the galactic library and so like as they're taking us through they're like do you know what this is a painting of? And I was like, oh my God, it's the Galactic Library in Jamul. And they're like, how did you know that? Like, what's going on? And, but they were so nice and so cool. And so at a certain point, they're like, you seem to know like a lot and most people don't. So like, what's up? And I was like, you guys seem cool. I have a podcast about cults. And they were like, oh, hey, do you want to see this model we're making of the Galactic City? Like, they could not have cared less. <laughs> they were just happy we were there. Uh, and they're getting a bunch of stuff ready for a museum exhibition and a new documentary that's coming out. So they showed us, like, everything they were prepping for the the museum exhibition and why they were kind of refurbing this, like, older model of a galactic city that's changed over time Uh like through different iterations of the psychodramas etc they offered us videos or jump drives of the psychodramas and i was like i already have them online but thank you uh they let us go through some of her older books they sell posters of uriel by the way in the the galactic processor dress it is so worth the drive if you're close because they were super nice super cool didn't try to recruit anyone they were just like yeah come look at our weird shit do you want to paint something we have crafts and you're just like this is how you get people like (laughs) because you're just like yeah hang out with us paint part of the galactic city what's up so yeah unarius cannot recommend more highly (laughs) That's fucking awesome. I do think it's funny, though, that you basically were like, I'm going to go visit. You know what? This is Paige Wesley, cult expert, and I'm going to go visit a cult compound. And then you saw, like, the coolest garage, uh, the nicest, like, closet that you've ever been inside of. And then also, like, the weirdest parent-teacher night where they're walking you through and they're like, That's exactly what it felt like. Yeah. This is Jimmy's past life. He was the stormtrooper that missed Luke and Leia. Yeah. Yes. A hundred percent. I also I also love that because you couldn't go see Batman, you went somewhere where technically you were in the same cinematic universe as Batman. As Batman. Because Batman is real. It's all past lives. There's no fictional in the memories. Yeah. <laughs> and and I had to prepare my friend who I brought with me 
He was like, what are we in for here? And I was like, don't give anyone your email address or any contact information. Like, if, if they know your name, these people are probably fine. It's not 12 tribes. You know, like, you can probably tell them your name and be okay. <laughs> but uh, this is going to be the best game of improv you've ever played in your entire life. And he was like, <laughs> what? And I was like, here's the deal. Everything's real. And he was like, what? <laughs> and I had to explain the, like no fiction only memories and he was like you're full of shit and i'm like i'm completely serious and so then we're standing around the galactic city and they were super nice i'm sorry you just with the we're earnestness standing around the galactic city i know yeah <laughs> uh and they, they're so incredibly nice and they will answer any question you have no matter how stupid the question is and so i asked i was like so you know she's painting you're painting how do you agree on a common vision for the galactic city because you know both of you are going to have different experiences how do you translate that into one cohesive work of art which i think is a valid question and she was like well when you think about it even with regular memories everyone remembers something slightly differently and so it has to be a collaborative effort and we both kind of fill in pieces for each other and i was just like right no fiction only memories and she was like exactly and i was like and my friend across the galactic he was like oh my god like he realized for the first time that i wasn't lying and i was oh like oh my god that's right so yeah i i'm definitely gonna go back i want to see how the galactic city progresses um because it was actually really cool to see them restoring it it was originally made in the late 60s early 70s so it mm -hmm. has a lot of like vintage elements that they're that they can't replace they just don't make them anymore and so they're having to like build new things on top of old things which is really interesting so that's dope i uh um, yeah <laughs> i uh if you if you're not able to tell by the way if you're listening to this episode it's 10 11 minutes into recording yeah i realized we didn't introduce what was going on yeah i mean here's the thing you've definitely seen the title of the episode uh right you definitely could tell that by the, I don't know, six minutes in without us getting to the topic is normal, but 11 minutes is like old cult podcast. Yeah. Well, and I, I suspect some of you have probably already heard the horror virgin episode where I talked about what happened right before I left for South by Southwest. So yeah. maybe this will make more sense. <laughs> Which if you haven't, we will get into in just a second. But, yeah. Uh, yeah. It has been an, uh, an exhausting a very fulfilling but very exhausting couple of weeks uh for the two of us for Paige especially i mean yeah. exhausting and fulfilling kind of you get the full spectrum because you got to do south by southwest which is I fucking did. awesome but before you went there <laughs> <laughs> well that's the other thing so after unarius we went back to 12 tribes and they let me into the bakery and i got to talk to the bakers uh-huh and oh, by wow. the way first of all uh baker of color which i thought was very interesting um but he was very pro 12 tribe 12 tribes so it was not easy to ask him questions about the reality of his experience as a person of color i don't necessarily trust that he says that everything is okay um but i did get to talk to them about their bread process and what days they bake and what days they don't and uh, they were like, hey, if you want to come back and actually bake with us, just give us your phone number. And I was like, I'll call you guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, bye. Uh, um, 
But yeah, so I did get to actually go into the bakery the next time and snoop around a bit. So yo, that's what's up. That's awesome. Yo, yeah, I had a whole weekend of people just being like, yeah, let this white lady walk wherever she wants. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what could go wrong? <laughs> yeah, San Diego's the one place where both of us are on the same level. Like uh, white lady and brown man, we run this city. Yes. Uh, anyway, so I got back from San Diego and started prepping for South by. So I was like, I, we had finished recording most of the back episodes for Horror Virgin and Romancing the Pod. We only had like one extra one. Um, but then I had a comedy show before, like leading up through that week. And then the day before I was supposed to leave, I had taken the whole day off of work and everything because I had a meeting with a stylist to basically go through the clothes that I was bringing to South by because at South by we had cameras on us the whole time. So basically like as much as possible, you had to be like camera ready just around. Mm -hmm. Um, so I had hired a stylist to make sure I didn't look like a fucking idiot. Um, and so she was scheduled to come that day. So I woke up that morning day before I'm going to leave. And my husband wakes me up and he's like, Hey, uh, I'm sorry for waking you up this way. And mind you, it's like 7.30 in the morning. Ugh. He's like, I'm so sorry to wake you up this way, but I think our car has been stolen. And I was like, what? Like barely conscious. And he's like, yes, I think somebody stole the car. And I was like, it, it did it get towed or did it get stolen? And he's like, I don't know, but it's gone. So I'm going to call the police and see if it's been towed and basically like ask if it's been reported as towed. And then I guess we'll go from there. And I was like, okay. So I'm sitting on the floor listening to him call the police. And he's like, okay, thanks. We'll come down to the station to file a report. And I was like, fuck. That means it actually got stolen. It didn't just get towed. We go to the police station. And they're like, okay, give us like 30 minutes to get it into the system. And then, you know, keep an eye out for it. But try not to engage with anybody if they're driving it. And there's a part of me that's like, fuck you. If I see somebody driving this thing, I'm slashing their tires so I can keep it. Like, <laughs> I'm slashing my tires, baby. I'm slashing my own fucking tires. Because if I don't get to have those tires, nobody does. Um, <laughs> I'm taking my tires and going home. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but also... Like, I've never had a car stolen before, and uh, my faith in the LAPD is limited at yeah. best. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, so I'm, and so I, and I'm a true crime podcaster, so I go full dummy, like, where I'm just like, there's no broken glass, which means they jimmied open the window, and then there was like, you know, they could have towed it. I think we're working with professionals here. And my husband is like, I need you to stop talking so that I can just rage nap until this is over or we have answers or something. Cause like I'm furious. So we own the car outright, mm -hmm. which like we bought it cash with podcast money. Like, hell yeah. <laughs> so like, and we'd been like fixing it up too. So it's a, it's a 2000 Honda CRV that we've put enough money in it that it runs like it's new <laughs> and it'll go for like another couple hundred thousand miles. But what we didn't know when we bought it is it's like the most stolen car in Los Angeles <laughs> because like, that's not a thing you check on. You're like, do we like driving it? Does it fit our needs? Does it fit in our carport? You're not like, but how many times do people steal it? Like we didn't think about that. 
And apparently the reason it gets stolen really often is the locking mechanism is really easy to trip. And then it's really easy to hotwire. We didn't know. And we like had it locked with like a club on it and stuff and figured we were fine. Apparently not. Um, That's so- uh, <laughs> the weird thing is that and I'm not I, 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 I'm not saying this in a weird like insulting way. I think it's just like I've been in L.A. for so long that as soon as you were like, oh, one thing we didn't know about the car. And I was like that people steal it all the time that that yeah. car is right. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, just yeah. I so you, people get robbed all the time. The worst part is like growing up here, you're just like I remember one of my one of my earliest memories is my mom and I were playing in our apartment and she was just like we were like hanging out and and she was just like, "Oh, who's a good boy? Who's a good boy?" And then she looked outside and was like, "Hey, hey, get the fuck away from my car." And just from the porch stopped somebody from robbing her car. I believe it. And yeah. then went back to playing with me and I talked about to her about it like later and she was like, Oh yeah, it just you know, that happens. You just gotta kinda keep an eye out in your car. Um one of the one of the best things is when I went to go buy my new car, uh, I was looking at different Hondas and one of the questions I asked, I did the same thing as like, Can I can my knees fit in it? Right. Uh, how's the gas mileage? uh how new is it no no crashes or anything and then i was like how easy is it to get to the uh, catalytic converter on this bad boy <laughs> <laughs> if you get, you get me once and that that's was like it. the first thing we checked when we got the car back too yeah yeah i and then i i that was my second question was like can i pay the 20 dollars to get you to put the fucking cage on the catalytic oh, yeah. converter for me um yeah la is so fucking stupid but you told me that you finally did at least hear about the car again no okay so like all right so jake is devastated Mm -hmm. because like it was his car and he fucking loved that car and it's not like it was a new flashy car like we worked our asses off to buy a 20 year old car and he fucking loved it and i'm i was just mad because i liked that car too and so I, when something bad happens, my first reaction is like, what can I do to solve it? Like, what can I do to move the needle in some way, like in some small way so I don't feel hopeless? Ah, the Batman mentality. <laughs> the Batman mentality. And so I start Googling and I looked up, uh, because LA, the the police have license plate scanners And so I looked up what their return rate on stolen cars was, and it was 89%. (laughs) And I was like, bullshit. I was like, the LAPD doesn't even show up half the time. (laughs) Like, how could they find 89% of stolen cars? Is that all they're doing all day? And so, but at the same time, like, I'm doing all this Googling. We call our insurance. They're not going to pay us anything for the car. We're fucking furious. And in the middle of this, my stylist shows up and is like, hey. (laughs) And so I had to like try on outfits and be like, does this work? Does this work? How about this sweater? While I'm just like seething with rage. So I get packed. I fly to South by. One of the people going with us almost misses the flight, but we do make it. Oh, my God. (laughs) Do you want to guess who it was? uh, I'm going to guess Doug. No, Doug was there on time with Damn. me. And actually, this person was on time and then almost missed the flight while still being in the airport. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. 
Oh, man. Uh, anyway, we land in Texas, and I land to multiple messages from Jake saying that they found the car. And I'm like, okay, that 89% was no joke because it's been less than 24 hours since it was stolen and they found it again. And so then we had to go through, and, and again, I'm in Texas, so I'm like on the phone trying to figure it out. Then we go through the process of how do you get your car back after it's been stolen? And I don't know if you've ever had a car stolen, but did you know that you have to pay the police to get it back? Uh, I did not know that. No. You do. (laughs) You do. Fuck the LAPD. They're like, yeah, you're paying for that 89% rate. Um, Damn it. So the police and they, they can only tell you little bits of information at a time because it depends on like if they caught anybody in your car, like how they found your car, if there's anyone being sentenced with your car, like whatever. If it was caught in the commission of a felony, thankfully ours was only found in the commission of a misdemeanor. So now we like know what happened kind of. But so Jake goes and has to get the car out of the police tow lot where you have to pay them for however long it's been in the tow lot. So like if you don't go fast, it could be more expensive, which is wild to me since you're the victim of the crime. Yeah. But anyway, we get the car out. The ignition is destroyed because they were able to easily jimmy the car open and then they hot wired the car to get it to go uh, because it has an actual ignition it doesn't have keyless entry so we get the car to we had it like towed near our house and then had to like disconnect the battery and stuff so no one could steal it again Uh, and then now it's been in the shop with them repairing the ignition and then adding keyless entry and an air tag to it <laughs> so that if you fucking try to steal our car again, I'll break my foot off in your ass <laughs> and rip your nuts out with my teeth. Like I'm, it made me so angry anyway. So with the teeth, that's an interesting choice, but I, I want it, it to hurt. I want it to hurt. That's fair. I well, no, I, a hand would hurt plenty. I'm telling you as somebody who's yeah. lightly grazed their own balls before on accident, it yep. hurts. Uh, Mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. teeth is just like, yeah, just Mm -hmm. extra choice. Yep. Uh, so here's the crazy thing also. So not only do you have to pay the LAPD to get your car back, then they make you clean the car while they watch. So like Jake had to then go through the car and say like, is this yours? Is this yours? Is this yours? And like identify what items were his and not his, including a bag of meth (laughs) because they just found like, a bag of meth in the car and jake's like this is not ours please take it like we don't want it we don't want anything to do with it and the cops i guess because it's more paperwork if they find drugs in the car we're like no 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 you take it we didn't even see it so they made jake throw away a bag of meth Ah, uh, did you really throw it away or can we like no, double we the threw- amount of podcast <laughs> money we make right no, quick? No, we, th- we threw it away. We threw it away. Uh, why, did then- you, Paige, why are you winking at me when you say that? Wink, wink, wink. Why do you keep going, hey, we wink, threw it away, wink, Hey, wink. dude, I've got a toaster to disassemble. Um, <laughs> no, we threw, we threw it away. Uh, and they found like a bunch of other random shit in the car. Essentially, 
they like took all the stuff from our car that like we cared about, stole some of it, like a socket set and whatever. There wasn't much in the car. Uh, and and these, oh God, this is so sad. They stole a socket set and then they stole this tank top that Jake had with an alien on it that he really liked. And now, and he's pretty pissed about it. And I feel terrible. We're going to get him another one, but they don't have the same color and like, cause it's sold out. And he's like, if I see anybody in that fucking shirt, (laughs) I'm just like, you punch him, baby. You do it. He's going to walk across somebody, his same rough build and wearing that (laughs) tank top and be like, do you leave your meth in my car? (laughs) Like, give it to me. Scare Uh, the shit out of him. Oh my God. (laughs) When we took the car in to start the repair process, which by the way, to get your car repaired after it's been stolen is like another couple hundred few hundred bucks just to like get everything fixed so he cleaned out the car again to just make sure that like there wasn't any like you know thing in the car and found their pipe from smoking the meth and spiked it against a brick wall because he was still so mad that his car had gotten stolen (laughs) um so yeah we found like a whole meth kit uh, and now the car is fixed. I think they did the keyless entry today um, because we were like, how many ways can we theft proof this car? And so, yeah, a lot of ways. Paige, That's how it's been. Did you mean to say that you guys found a whole meth of stuff in there? <laughs> a whole meth of stuff in there. <laughs> oh, my God. I am so sorry. But also, <laughs> I'm glad you got it back. That's the thing is. You and I both have a mutual friend uh, who had his car stolen. A uh, mm-hmm. friend of the show, Alex Getlin. <laughs> <laughs> well, he also drove a Honda. Yeah. So they th- this this job was not to say that yours wasn't because you can still be a meth addict and be a professional. But I, I mean, hey, they jimmied our lock without broke, breaking the windows. So like exactly the his car meth was professionals. His car professionals. <laughs> professionals <laughs> yes his car was uh was robbed by professionals too he was living in this apartment complex and they came in and they boosted the gate up like it was one of those gates where you have to like scan in and then they open it they yeah. like waited for somebody to go in put a rock underneath the gate so it wouldn't close and then used a tool to like boost the gate open pushed it up and like use something to make sure it didn't close and then they scoped out his car specifically, found a way to open it, uh, and then they uh, broke the lock to get into the glove box. And that's when the, they found Alex's mistake, which is spare that key. he kept his brother's spare key in his oh. glove box, his brother that he shared the apartment with. This is how Todd's car got stolen, I found out, was keys in the glove box. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. He kept his brother's keys in his glove box and his brother kept Kept his keys in in his his glove glove box. box. And so they ended up stealing both of their cars. And they found uh, they found his brother's car eventually. But they have still never Never found found Alex Getlin's car. Oh, that would make me so mad. Like the, the amount of relief when they found our car. I was so happy. And if we had like... We were facing a reality where we never got that car back, and it made me so mad. Like, it, like anger that it was difficult to, like, go through the day with. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I, yeah, fuck. They, um, 
the police think that, or at least what I've been told from Alex, the police said that they think that his brother's car was used as a getaway vehicle for some other felony that they apparently succeeded with because, again, they have heard nothing about what yeah. happened. There has been no charges, nothing. Um, and then they think that they took Alex's car to a chop shop and just, like, disassembled just it. and took it for parts. Yeah, and then fucked it, like, burned it or whatever. Not literally burned it, but, like, you know, sent it to a junkyard. Yeah um but yeah that shit is fucking crazy also you don't have to feel too bad for alex if you're listening because his parents flew him out to his hometown gave him their mom's old car which was like a 2017 something or other and then he got a new car and drove it back he's fine alex is fine (laughs) well we found out literally just yesterday the lapd called to say that they had charged the guys that they found in the car so they pulled them over smoking meth in the car so we know who it was now like we we have names of who stole our car and but at the same time we're just like what good does this do it are we gonna find them on facebook and be like hey assholes you owe us like 800 dollars and what's even worse (laughs) is that we like searched up their names and they're both members of our patreon it's like (laughs) yeah like what whoa (laughs) they're both from 12 tribes um (laughs) no i'm kidding they they are not uh but yeah it's it has been a a wild ride but it's like god it eats your whole day where you're just like okay so we have to go do this thing we have to find this we have to order this thing so it has been a whole mountain of of and because jake was alone all weekend because i was gone through tuesday he there's so little that you can do with just you because you have to move two cars to do it so it has been a challenge um for sure yeah i um i didn't (laughs) i didn't get my car stolen i actually had a pretty decent couple of weeks but uh we we at at work over at uh, over at the old fun house uh we had a live show that was on the 12th where when you were in south by southwest um Mm -hmm. a live show by the way that i was not aware uh, up until very late in the game that i was supposed to be in charge of planning (laughs) uh and so i it was fine and it was great and also we um it's a live podcast tour done by rooster teeth kaka kaka ka uh (laughs) (laughs) kaka kaka ka doodle doodle do uh etc uh but we we didn't want to do just like a normal podcast like just like five people on a stage or whatever it's the same thing that we do with cult podcasts and our live shows where it's like you have a medium to do something you don't normally do so take the opportunity to make it different and special uh, right. And so instead of doing a podcast, we basically wrote a bunch of segments and then performed them like a live show. And mm-hmm. so instead of being four people, it was like all 12 members of Funhouse. I wonder how that was going to work. It worked great. It was a nightmare to plan. And also coordinating with corporate and uh, the venue was kind of t- terrible because they would be like, yeah, so you, so, uh, so, so I'm looking at your run of show, and when is it an actual like podcast? And I was like, well, that's the thing, bud, it isn't. Uh, but we are going to Mad Libs a song together, and uh, Charlotte and Patrick did an advice column segment where they asked people for questions, um, mm-hmm. and then all of their advice was basically drink G Fuel, and then they threw <laughs> G Fuel at them. <laughs> <laughs> 
Well, I heard that that's how you guys got rid of all the G fuel that you had left in the office. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Yes, it is. We also, uh, <laughs> there was an issue where for if you were a VIP ticket holder, uh, you were supposed to get a signed poster signed by everyone who took uh, part in the show. Um, unfortunately, there was a mishap and they forgot to, either they forgot or they got lost in transit. Either way, it doesn't really matter. Same result. I don't know what happened. I'm just going to assume they got lost in transit, though. The posters didn't ever show up, so we never got to sign them. Oh, no. Um, and so the day before the show, we went through our office and found boxes of old merchandise of assorted sizes. <laughs> and so we just started bundling that up, and we were like, if you came for a VIP ticket, we're just going to throw a shirt in your face, and like that'll be <laughs> fine. Uh, turns out the posters, they found a print shop in L.A., printed them uh on site and then got them to the venue same day and so they all ended up being signed and going out anyway so then we before the show during the show and after the show would take these giant buckets full of merchandise and go yell at fans and then pelt them in the face <laughs> with a shirt and there's this, this oh that sounds fun there's this there's this uh uh one of our coworkers from uh she's she's part of i think live events or something which is like one of the more she's from texas you know like she has an office in a corporate building or whatever mm -hmm. she's running behind us yelling at us like stop throwing it at them you're hurting them you're hurting them. <laughs> and our fans are just like again master hit me we with the it. shirt baby put it on my chest uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> i'm gonna snort a line of g fuel you know like they're fucking they're hype they fucking love oh, it i feel like that would burn oh yeah, yeah probably more than meth honestly um <laughs> i yeah g fuel brought to you by meth <laughs> uh but it was it was so fun but it was one of those similar situations where uh they're filming a behind the scenes documentary on each one of the live shows uh if you go if you go to the rooster teeth site actually you can watch right now behind the scenes from the chicago face jam episode um mm -hmm. which is very fun uh but ours is we <laughs> we came up with this idea to like film it like we're doing an actual documentary but then make them think that we're going insane and so we planned a bunch of bits and didn't really tell anybody <laughs> so that when we started doing it like one of the things that i planned for myself is uh i was gonna i, I was like i want them to think that i have an addiction but it's it's to sniffing uh markers <laughs> love it so just any time they were interviewing me throughout the interviews i would just have an expo marker and i'd be flipping it and then every so often i would take the cap off and just go <sighs> and then say some crazy <laughs> shit there's one point i wonder if they're gonna let it in but we're talking about the advice column and i i i was like uh i was like yeah i think that our show could help people like really help people like hamilton you know because like before Hamilton, like, who the fuck was Alexander Hamilton, you know? But then, like, Lin-Manuel Miranda was like, yo, what if the $10 bill could rap, you know? And I was like, Oof. And then I snorted another marker. <laughs> oh, yes. Uh, it was so good. But when we were filming it, we had to have these, uh, what's it called? These uh, uh, mic packs, these lav mics that were on mm. us. 
the entire day on Friday and then on Saturday, the day of the live show. So there would be, and also we, we got a lot of free alcohol. Mm-hmm. Um, some of which I'm not exactly sure was brought into the venue the correct way because they would somebody handed me a Modelo and was like, "Don't let anyone who works here see you drinking this." And I was like, "Okay, awesome, tight. I'm gonna take it on stage with me. Thanks." Um, <laughs> and so yeah, we. I, I was drinking throughout the show and then would say something insane and then look down and see a microphone that was definitely recording it and just be like, oh, fuck. Oh, fuck me. Damn it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, it was so fun. The live show is great. It was so great meeting so many people that were both fans of Cold Podcast and Funhouse. Um, people were really nice, said some really nice things. A couple of people showed up in shirts that had my coworkers' faces on them. Um, and I don't mean like one print on the front. I mean, like somebody showed up in a shirt with my coworker, Ryan Haley, like a weird fucking, I don't know, monster looking shirt with just different faces of my coworker printed all over it. Like every part of the shirt, it looked like it was stitched together Leatherface style out of my coworker's face. I kind of love that. Yeah, it was, uh... <laughs> It was insane to, to behold. And then that guy bought me like four margaritas. So oh, geez. Uh, big shouts out. Uh, yeah, it was it was fun. I had a blast. I can't wait to watch that documentary when it comes out. I feel like um, the weight of like four Batmans has been lifted off of my shoulders. <laughs> I didn't realize how stressed I was about this live show until it was done. And then I was like, oh, thank God. Now all I have to do is all this other bullshit that I already had anxiety about. Like, I, I've, been in the, I've been in the middle of crunch time since January. And uh, yeah. it's finally all starting to fade away. And it just feels like, oh, thank God. This is what breathing feels like. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> it's nice. It is nice um yeah it's also nice like i said it's nice to do live shows again it's it's um i've had this weird thing lately where i've gone out and done stuff that i've I, I used to do regularly before there was ever a pandemic and it just feels disorienting mm-hmm. uh like the other day i walked into a grocery store and i saw a guy without a mask and like you know during the pandemic the thing if you see somebody in a building without a mask in la everyone just kind of goes oh Oh, oh, and they like start pointing at you and just screaming. They're just like, yes. oh, 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 mask, mask. You know, they fucking, and I'm not anti. Don't even have any words. Yeah, yeah. I'm not anti-mask. I think that you should. I still wear my mask everywhere you go. But it was just like people would fucking like throw their own shit at somebody if they saw them in public. And I saw it. And so my stupid monkey brain was like, oh, mask, oh, no mask, no mask, no mask. And then it sort of like started getting hyped up. And then I looked around and saw like everyone's not wearing masks. I saw an employee without a mask. And I'm just like, what the fuck is going on? And that's when I found out that California had changed its laws. And it's we like, lifted the mask mandate. Yeah, it's fucking yeah. optional now. Mm-hmm. And it's fucking. Yeah, I still wear mine a lot. Uh, yeah, I wear mine everywhere I go. Uh, I take yeah. it off at like you know, I'll go to a bar when it, there's not a lot of people. Um, also, I'll be completely honest. The live show, I got a little drunk and at some point lost my mask. <laughs> <laughs> um, but for the most part, yeah, I, I wear my mask anywhere I go, and then I don't do a lot that isn't you know going to work or doing 
stand up in these weird like fully mask please show your vaccination card venues which i love because i feel so safe when i go there but it's just like do you know how disorienting it is to go to chipotle and see a person's face serving you food and there's part of your brain that's like well that can't be sanitary i've done it what? i've done it, I've done it for <laughs> 23 it years. years yeah i've done yeah, it my yeah, entire yeah. life and now all of a sudden i see somebody without a mask and i go well that's a, surely that's not healthy and also i don't know it's cool Th- that's the thing is that like i just don't know how to feel about any of it anymore you know yeah, 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 I don't. Yeah. I don't know if I should be like, no mask. We all have to wear masks. K ninety five or KN ninety five or whatever. Which the fucking radio station sounding ass mask. K ninety five, the hits of nineties, eighties, and today. Yeah. Yeah, it's. Uh, I don't know. I didn't mean to make it sad or weird or anything. I just that's all I mean is like it's exciting news that it was disorienting <laughs> to see a mouth. That's it. Well, I don't know if you know, but in Texas, COVID like doesn't exist. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> we're like, we showed up and we're like, oh, oh, my mask is in the car. And the people with us who are from Texas are like, oh, it doesn't even begin to matter. <laughs> like, yeah, we're just no one cares. No one's wearing one. It's not it's not here. But I will say for the festival in order to get your pass, you had to prove vaccination status. And we could only, like, for festival events, like, you needed your pass to get in. So it was one of those things where you're like, pretty much everywhere we go, people are vaxxed or at least close enough to it to, like, you know, mingle with us, I guess. And then the only other places we went were to eat food, eat various Texas foods. So, yeah, yeah. It was wild, though yeah it's just uh i don't know it's this crazy thing where it's this whole uh i i I swear to god i can't believe that maybe eventually it'll be over like i feel like no matter what happens i'll my heart will always be in covid i'll always be in quarantine (laughs) yes Uh, forever in our hearts always in our houses yeah just like covid (laughs) forever in my hearts (laughs) fuck up my arteries bro uh yeah how was South by Southwest, by the way? Dude, fucking wild. Fucking wild. Uh, I mean, because I, I have not, I had not been to Austin since the comedy exodus to Austin either. So that was pretty strange. I mean, the weather was, the first day we were there was 30 degrees. Oh my God. So like, yeah, we were freezing. And then the next day was like, perfect weather it was like 60 ish degrees everyone felt great and then the next day was like 80 degrees (laughs) and you're just like what is this place global warming is the realest it's ever been in this place um it was it was good we we flew down the first day the first night of shows were a little tricky um where i think a lot of people that went to that first night either didn't know what the show was or decided to like instead of just laughing and enjoying the whole battle and then picking a winner they would like pick sides so like people almost got booed off stage the first night but then they gave a standing ovation to another comic so like it was wild it was a very weird first show and everyone left kind of being like yeah I don't know what even to think about that we uh went back to the airbnb because but we also all stayed in an airbnb together so there was like eight comics 
in a duplex where like half of us were on one side, half on the other. And so we were up until like five in the morning eating stuff that we bought at 7-Eleven. <laughs> and Dan Nolan was shuttling us around in his bright yellow Jeep and there were only five seats in it. So I at one point rode in the trunk and then they forgot I was back there. <laughs> oh, no. So they like got out, went inside and were eating their stuff. And I was like, hey, could... Like And so I'm like texting people from the trunk, but no one's near their phone. And so it wasn't until the second Uber with the rest of the comics got back with the camera crew that they were like, who's in the trunk? And I'm like banging on the window and they had to let me out. Uh, so that's definitely making the documentary, <laughs> I think. What? Me being in the trunk of a car. Why can't either of us just do a normal documentary where we don't do oh, some I don't crazy fucking know. shit? I don't know. I made up for it the next night. So I had the benefit of the guy that I was battling as somebody I knew and had known for years. And so we and we'd been hanging out for like two days already uh, because he was the one with the Jeep. I was locked in his trunk. Um, it was the ultimate roast. <laughs> and uh, so he and I, before our battle, because the first night had gone so bad and we had like watched it happen, we were like, hey, whatever fucking happens, we're just going to have fun. Like. We can't control anything other than us having fun. And so the crowd seemed a lot better the second night. And then we got up and he told five straight jokes about my titties. <laughs> <laughs> not not a single fat joke in the bunch, just titties. <laughs> like it, it, was, it made me laugh so hard. Uh, and uh, it turns out the audience's patience for titty jokes is three jokes instead of the full five. Uh, but I enjoyed all five. Uh, they did not give this joke credit, but for one of the jokes, the punchline was he was like, I was worried about Paige during COVID because those are comorbid titties. <laughs> God damn Fucking it. Dumb as shit. Oh, uh, loved it. Paige, Absolutely loved it. I gotta ask, how does it feel to be a double D-list celebrity? I, I don't know, but he did say he's like, Paige gets in a lot of clubs, which is surprising because those tits are bouncers. <laughs> oh my god. Fucking Dan Nolan, man. Oh. The best. And I I had written jokes about a bunch of stuff, so I won, but we had like the best battle of the weekend where people were like cheering to the point where we were there the next night to watch the, the next battles and people were coming up to us that night being like you guys were hilarious <laughs> so it, it went really well for us the next night was a little weird it went well for some people not as well for other people and then we ended up up until like five in the morning making fun of one of the camera guys moms so <laughs> you know oh yeah what a what a fantastic thing i uh yeah I we went to Waffle House too. I know, I know you went to Waffle House, you fucking <laughs> bitch. What the fuck? Why would you rub it in my fucking face here? To, we'll go, what did we'll I? Go. What did I message you when you posted about Waffle House? Oh, hold House? on. Uh, let me see. I'll read the exact quote. Let's see. Paige went to Waffle House, posted about it in her story. I saw it, and I was. I think the worst part is I saw it, and I was sober, and I sent you this message. Yeah, you were completely sober. It just says, fuck you, frowny face. <laughs> <laughs> I... 
I love Waffle House uh. so much. There's just something, I don't know, there's something so amazing about being served breakfast food by somebody who will at any moment decide to beat the shit out of you. Yeah, oh, we, we talked to her. So Doug and I ended up sitting together uh, at Waffle House, and he had had not a great night of battles the night before. Uh, and so we were talking to the waitress and she was roasting us just as bad as people had the night before. She was fucking great. And she had a tattoo of Texas behind her ear. And we're like, oh, so were you like born here? And she was like, nah, Michigan. We were like, what? <laughs> She's like, yeah, Detroit. And we were like, so, but the tattoo. And she was like, oh yeah, I got that like a year after I moved here. We were like, <laughs> You just decided that, like, this was your place? And she's like, yeah, why not? I mean, like, it's as good as any other place. And we were like, okay, cool. Yeah, I'm not, here's the thing is, like, I'm not knocking Texas, but I am knocking the idea that you could move somewhere and within a year be like, this is the only state for me. <laughs> Tattoo it on my body. This is where Bridget lives forever. <laughs> she, she was super cool. And when she learned she we were roast comedians, she and the other fry cooks were like, oh, we could fuck with these people all <laughs> breakfast. <laughs> it was great. Oh, that's fantastic. I'll, I'll take you to Waffle House when we go to Kansas City. Yeah, How about we that? absolutely have to go to Waffle House when we go to Kansas City. I'm so excited. We're... Uh, that's kind of the next thing on the docket um, yep. over in like late April, maybe early May, still hammering out the uh, details. Like first week of May. Okay. Yeah. We'll be going to Panic Fest again. Um, Panic Fest. Hanging out with, uh, yep. hanging out Panic live Fest. with our um, friends from Horror Virgin. Well, what? We haven't officially announced it anywhere else yet. I don't know that Panic Fest has announced it, but uh, oops. It's all good. Uh, we'll release more details as we have them. But it looks like we will be in Kansas City probably the first week of May. Hell yeah. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah. I think, uh, I don't know. This was nice. I love having these little bonus episodes where we get to talk about what we've been up to. <laughs> I know. Well, and there's even some stuff that, like, as soon as we end this recording, I'm going to tell you yeah. <laughs> about people we know and things that I got to experience in Texas. But, um, yeah, but things that would a be difficult to explain via bonus episode b you know i don't need this person's their business in the streets i guess absolutely here's one story that i can share with you uh one great one that happened at the live show mm -hmm. uh so you know my coworker jacob jacob fullerton yes. huge fan of star wars like maybe one of the biggest fans of star wars in the world Mm -hmm. so his uh his podcast was the opener he was doing uh, idiots and abroad with uh john smith alana pierce and rahul coley um, right and rahul is an actor who is currently right. working on a project with mark hamill right and so yeah. during their opening show rahul shared a video that he had gotten from mark hamill uh, and they played it over the giant screen and Jacob had no idea. No one had any idea that they were going to do this. And so it opens up and Mark Hamill comes on and he's like, hi, Jacob. This is Mark Hamill. Uh, just wanted to say I'm, I'm loving hanging out with your buddy Rahul. Uh, and based off of everything that he's told me about you, man, you sound like a real piece of shit. Honestly, <laughs> just a fucking awful human being. So, I mean, even if. One third of the things I've heard about you are true. Just like, fuck you, man. 
Yes. That's so great. Anyway, have a good I one. Bye. Yeah. And then like <laughs> signed up. Oh my God. It's fucking amazing. And he like afterwards I asked him about it where I was like, How did you feel? And he was like, At every moment I thought I was gonna cry for a different reason. <laughs> I mean, I finally got to meet Blaine in real life. That was kind of fun. Yeah. Uh after like almost three years. You know what's crazy when you meet him? He's shorter than you expect, right? He is kind of though. He is. No, he was. He was. He was much taller than me. You don't ever expect him to be four foot two, but then he is. But then he is. I'm like, how are you driving a car? But he is. <laughs> well, he has several booster seats. So. <laughs> and we went and got kalaches. Oh, um, yeah, he took he took me to the same place. I bet. Did he? Uh, we went to uh, Batch. Yep. Yep. Yeah. It was fucking delicious. When Blaine and I hung out, we went for coffee, we went for Batch, and then we went to a park and played a game of baseball with some guys from broadcast and drink beer. <laughs> nice. And then every so often, a cop would roll by and I would like instinctively try to hide my beer, and they were like, no, 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 no man. This is Texas. They don't care. Yeah, they don't give a shit. They do not give a shit. Yeah. I, hit, um, I hit a fucking home run off of Eric Bedour. I hit three home runs <laughs> off of Eric Bedour. And I felt so proud of myself because I haven't played baseball in so long. And then I looked it up and the field that we were playing on, those home runs that I was hitting, if it was a were child, if it was a regular baseball field, it would have ba- it would have been a pop up fly to second base. <laughs> But I fucking knocked it, it out of the park and was like, that's how a man does it. Yeah. <laughs> oh, see, like the whole time we were there because we were up until like five in the morning every day, everyone else was sleeping until like two. Uh, so I was the only one who like I'm I'm a fucking old person. My body just awakes, you know, in the morning, whether I want it to or not. So like. I went out and had breakfast with Blaine, came back, then had lunch with the other two comics who had kids who were used to being up in the morning uh, before everyone else woke up. <laughs> like, we had whole days. Before people woke up, we went and got barbecue, just Pat Barker and I, because we were like, well, we're the only people awake before noon, so let's go have barbecue. <laughs> it was wild. Oh, that's fantastic. Um, Paige... Page for Wesley. Yes. Thank you so much for joining me on this bonus episode. <laughs> Thank you for joining me. And we'll be back next week with a whole bunch of shit on 12 tracks. Yes. Yeah. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, we're really, really, really excited to be back. Thank you for bearing with us for these two, these two weeks off basically that we've taken. Yeah. Um, <laughs> off but also on and awake yeah. until five in the morning yeah that's the thing is like yeah we're both like filming shit and like doing sh- i'm fucking yeah i tried to i explained to you that like i'm still in the thick of it where like i'm still producing and editing uh this tabletop rpg show or whatever that we're doing for work and it's oh my god it's great and i'm excited and i love it but god damn it is it so much work that i did not realize i me and my cousin and my friend are making an original soundtrack for the show Jeez, <laughs> it's a one dude. season show there's like it's not you know it's they might give us a second season who knows it's going really good i think you would really enjoy it um anyway yeah it's it's been two weeks off from the podcast, but two excruciating weeks uh, for us in every other regard. 
Um, and yeah, thanks for. Yeah, I went. I went back to regular work, and they were like, "How was your vacation?" I was like, "I slept twelve hours." And they were like, "A day?" And I was like, "The whole time." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, I uh, I told my coworkers like after May. When I'm finally out of the thick of it, I'm going to take a week off from work. And yeah. uh, they were like, oh, that's awesome. Where are you going to go? And I was like, I think I'm going to like try to get a do laundry. Yeah, I think I'm going to try to get ahead on cold <laughs> podcast and like start filming this other thing that I got to do. And they were like, that's not a vacation. And I went, fuck you. Yeah. A vacation yeah. is when I don't have to show up here for two days and then get to work on <laughs> right. other stuff. Oh, my God. My brain hurts. All right. Thank you, everyone, for joining us. You all are so amazing. Um, we're not going to do all the plugs because it's a bonus. But, uh, hey, look, if you want to find me and the stuff I'm doing, you can by going to at Mondo Does Stuff on every aspect of social media. we got Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Um, I got a Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash Mondo Does Stuff. I'm still trying to do stuff uh Still trying to do Twitch streams, uh, but it's difficult when basically I don't get home until 9 p.m. And then all I want to do is eat a burrito and die. Um, oh, also, we're doing Bored as Hell for work for Funhouse, and it's great, and I love it. And Bored as Hell is the best show that this channel has ever made, probably even the company. No offense to anyone else. It's just I didn't realize how much I loved board games until I started watching Bored as Hell, and I love it uh the first episode is out and new episodes come out i think every saturday but if i'm wrong i'm also sorry about it so go check all that stuff out and i love you and goodbye forever and i can't wait to go to sleep awesome uh i'm gonna give some plugs just because people have been posting about it on instagram and facebook uh there's a lot of people in orange county that want to see shows so i'm actually going to be at proof bar in santa Ana on april 4th um, I'll have ticketing info on my Instagram closer to the date. And then I'm opening for Jeff Ross at the Irvine Improv May 14th. Uh, if you want to grab stuff there. And then in between that, we'll be uh, in other states and we'll post about that as well. If you want to follow me on social media, I'm at Rampage Wesley on Instagram and TikTok and at Page Wesley on Twitter. I'm not, I, I'm just to tack onto that. I'm also doing shows and I'm so ass at promoting them. Uh, <laughs> I got shows this month in Los Angeles. Next month, I'll be in Vegas for a little bit. Come check me out. Uh, after that, I, I, I mean, we'll be in Kansas City. Um, and then I think one of the other places, I'm either going to like Northern California or the Pacific Northwest. I'm not sure. I'll post about it on Instagram. Go check that out. Um, I had a show on St. Patrick's Day and uh, how'd that it go? went well uh <laughs> it was a bit of a weird crowd it was kind of a strange venue and they were a little tight throughout most of the show uh also the host and i don't know each other that well she booked me for it and she's great mm. but she didn't know me that well and so when she brought me up she went this guy's like a twitch star i guess i don't know what that is <laughs> But he's got a lot of followers. Anyway, Armando Torres and the whole crowd. Great. Whole crowd was like, go fuck yourself, my guy. Uh, but bef oh. before I got there, before I got to the venue, I didn't post about the show anywhere. I didn't talk about the fact that I was doing it. I'll be honest with you. I forgot I was doing it until my friend was like, what are you doing tonight? You want to go to a bar? And I was like, oh, I got to go. Oh, my God. And then uh, drove mad dash to the venue. 
Um, and on my way there, I got a text message from my coworker, Patrick, and I open it and it's a picture of my name on a flyer. And he just said, see you soon, motherfucker. (laughs) (laughs) Just through coincidence, apparently had gotten tickets to go see this show, found out I was going to be on it and then sat sort of front row and just dead stared me the entire show. (laughs) Amazing. I had the opposite experience where I went to San Diego and stayed in a hotel with a waffle night. That's night K-N-I-G-H-T. Sir, waffle lot. Yeah. Uh, And that first night of shows, uh, like six or seven different listeners showed up (laughs) to that first show, which none of the comics knew me with the exception of like one person before i got there so like i got there and they're like who's the headliner why and then after the show like a million of you (laughs) were just like oh my god i can't believe can we take pictures and i was like like so it made me look super fucking cool so thank you for that (laughs) yeah if you ever see us out in the streets uh you can come up to us especially if we're with somebody I I went on a date once and we went to go see a show and afterwards I was walking out and somebody went, is that, are you Armando? And ran up to me and was like, oh man, you know, it's just me. Asked me for a picture and then we're walking away and she went, what the fuck was that, dude? That was awesome. <laughs> it's great. Yeah, it's great. It makes us look great. Yeah. It's not an inconvenience and I love it. Whatever you do, don't do what somebody did to me at fucking Disneyland to just scream my name from the back of the cantina and then take a picture of me when I turn around and then run away. Don't do that. Um, but then, yeah, thank you so much, everybody. Y'all are y'all are amazing and we love you. And if, hey, you want to follow our show on Instagram, you can by following us at Colt Podcast. Or at Cult Podcast Show on Twitter. You can also send us an email to Cult Podcast Show at gmail.com. And if you want to send us uh, anything that you think Unarius should add to the Galactic City, <laughs> you can send that to 3756 West Avenue 40, Suite K, number 237, like, like The, the Shining. Shining, Los Angeles, California, 90065. And I think I'm going to say don't drink... I think for this one, I'm going to say, don't drink whatever you find in Dan Nolan's trunk when you're trapped in it for an hour and a half. <laughs> Spoiler, it's creatine and energy shots. <laughs> Gotta love Dan. We we, oh we crashed at his apartment on the last day because like we had to check out of our Airbnb and, and then we couldn't fly out for a while. He was like, does anyone want energy shots? And they were just these vials of green whatever. And I was like... We're good, but we're definitely going to drink all your Red Bull. So, yeah. <laughs> and don't drink the Kool-Aid. Bye. Bye. Yeah.